Coleman is about to arrive from Virginia with his family. He called last night. We're going to have a full house. Think about it, Mom. Our blood family and our working family. It's like a dream. I just hope Bess and John love it all. Marcus and I are going upstairs. We'll be down at 5.30. Call me when Aunt Billy and Thad get here. I don't miss this place at all, Fanny said as she unlocked the door to the penthouse. It's a shame it sits here empty. I offered Geoffrey the use of it, but he said he prefers to live at home. I don't think his mother is well, and he likes to look after her. I respect that in a son. Ash was proud of the boy, even though he wouldn't admit it. I think he's going to do very well. Does that mean you like our little house better than these sumptuous surroundings? Marcus, I love our house. What I really love is seeing you cook in that state-of-the-art kitchen. It's cozy. I love cozy things. I guess I'm just a snuggler. It reminds me so much of our old house back in Sunrise. We have a front porch, a back porch, a garden for flowers and vegetables, a dog run, a gorgeous fireplace, a jacuzzi. You to share it with. I couldn't ask for more. Retirement is so blissful. Being able to wake up and decide at a moment's notice to take a trip is... What is it, Marcus? It's wonderful. I have an idea. Let's take a shower together. Mr. Reed, you do come up with delicious ideas from time to time. I do, don't I? Last one in has to wash the other one's back. Sage Thornton stood at the end of the jetway, his stomach muscles churning. He wondered if he was going to get sick. He would have known his twin anywhere, even though he was seeing him in profile. And then Birch turned. Air hissed from between Sage's lips. He stared at his father's image. Somewhere during his life, he'd seen this exact same scene, probably sometime during his teens when he picked up his father from the airport. Even from this distance, Birch looked lean and fit, with a bronze tint to his skin. A baseball cap that said Thornton Chickens was pushed back on his head. It was worn and frayed. A T-shirt with Babylon across the middle, equally worn and frayed, Faded blue jeans and scuffed hiking boots completed his outfit. A canvas carryall was slung over his shoulder. His eyes were bluer than sapphires against his skin, his teeth pearl white. At 6'2", Birch could see over the heads of his fellow passengers. The moment he spotted Sage, he dropped his bag and shouldered his way through the crowd of deplaning passengers. They stood eyeball to eyeball as passengers milled about them. Sage's voice was choked when he said, been a long time, Birch. Too long. The only thing I missed was you and Mom. Come here, you big lug. Jesus, it's good to see you, Sage. His voice was just as choked as his brother's. I knew you'd be the one to get married first and have a family. I, I want you to meet my wife. Sage's jaw dropped. You're married? Yep, to the most wonderful girl in the world. We lived in a tent for three years, so that should give you some kind of an idea of what she's like. She's simple and earthy like Mom. She's standing over there because she wanted to give us a few minutes alone. You're gonna love her. Birch motioned for his wife to join them. She was tall like a showgirl, thin but well-proportioned, with blonde hair faded white from the sun. Her eyes were dove gray, almost translucent against her honeyed tan. An eerie feeling washed through Sage when he met Celia's gaze. Somewhere within him, an alarm sounded. He backed off a step and held out his hand once the introductions were made. 
He saw the puzzled look on Birch's face. Celia's voice was sweet, almost honeyed when she reached for Sage's hand. I feel like I know you. Birch spoke about you every single day. Sage forced a laugh. I hope it was good. Only wonderful things. I'm looking forward to meeting your family. We hung the pictures of you and your family in our tent. We used safety pins. Those pictures were the first thing we saw in the morning and the last thing we saw at night. I'm flattered. You could have written more, Birch. You know me. I was never a letter writer. You aren't either. Who's kidding who? Okay, I'll give you that one. Do you have a lot of luggage? Birch and Celia burst out laughing. They pointed to their duffel bags. This is it. We lived very frugally. I'm going to have to borrow some clothes or else show up at the party in this attire. I'm assuming it's black tie. You assumed right.